No, we don't. We don't all have to clap to get in line. Oh yeah, true. It's just one person. Round of applause. <laughs> all right, welcome, 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 everyone. We're here with our our friend Danny right here. What's our, up? What's up? How you guys doing? My name's Danny. He's been uh, trading Wall Street for about ten years now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a rookie, so no. Tell tell them tell them how you got into investing. Like I got into investing because. Uh, it was last year, and these two guys were making a lot of money. They're like, they're like, yo, you gotta invest, yo. And I'm like, okay. And so I bought a little bit of Doge. And we didn't tell him to buy Doge. They didn't tell so, me to buy uh, Doge. <laughs> but, oh, that but yeah, no, these guys got me into investing, and ever since then, I've been uh, I've been learning from them and been trying to grow every single day and becoming a better investor day by day. Yeah. And you, you've been doing a lot of learning on your own from what I've been seeing. I've been trying to. I've been trying to. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, as these guys recommend. Watch as many YouTube we did, videos. We did tell our listeners the last two episodes to watch YouTube videos. That's the honest and best thing you can do. Yeah, honestly. Quality YouTube videos. Because you, you can teach yourself anything on YouTube. Like, I don't even have to go to class. I could just look up the subjects that I'm in class. I can just learn it from YouTube. Learn how to play piano on YouTube. Learn how to do anything on YouTube. That's true. You can learn how to like start a podcast on YouTube. True. That's facts. If anyone does that, they're wrong. You can learn about interest rates on YouTube. True. Dude, tell us about some interest rates. Okay, interest rates. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. I, um, I mean, I, I've been hearing about it like all over the stock market, everything. What's this have to do with the stock market? Okay, well, yeah, interest rates. Everyone, anyone who's following news, they probably know the Fed is uh, raising rates. Um, so, just in simple terms, they're basically. To simplify it from point A to point Z, um, they're decreasing the money supply available. Um, there's a lot of in-between logistics and stuff, but um, basically there's banks and they have a certain amount of money. Like when they loan out money, there's a certain amount they have to keep in reserves, which is called required reserves. So the hi- the higher <laughs> the higher the um, the higher the required the reserves, um, the more money that they have to keep in the bank, which means the less money that they can lend out and Basically, like for example, it's a, it's called a it multiplies the money. So, say if your required reserve is is five percent, um, I forget the exact. I think it's so it would be one over point zero five the percent, and so the amount of money that's in supply would be twenty times the money that the bank has, or twenty times the required reserve. So, so if if they have five percent in their reserves, um, say it's five dollars, then they're going to have a hundred dollars of supply. Of that money because that's a reserve and if if the reserve goes up or down then so will the money supply and um basically banks they they loan money money between each other and they loan money between um for customers and then also there's the world bank which is just a whole nother story but basically simple to simplify um the fed there's inflation and they're trying to control the money supply the our our economy well they think that our economy is is growing too fast and which is causing all the inflation there's a lot of demand so they think that raising the rates will cause people to slow down on demand. They won't spend as much money and the economy will, since it's already strong, then they're going to raise the rates and it'll decrease the money supply, slow it down and still keep us consistent. And hopefully we'll get targeted back at that 2% inflation rate like, like everyone dreams of. Wow. That's a lot to take in. It is. So does this mean, uh, I mean, all I've been hearing in the last couple of years is, J-Pal is just going to keep printing us money. Is he going to stop? We'll see. Yeah. Okay. We just printed 40% of our supply. Um, technically, well, this is the argument just to bring it up. Bitcoin. Bitcoin 
it only has 21 million supply. There's no one printing. There's no one choosing. There's not a Fed. There's not a, a monetary policy where they can raise the Bitcoin supply and lower the Bitcoin, Bitcoin supply, unlike the Fed. Um, the Fed and the Treasury, they have the power to, to print more money or, or sell bonds, which will also decrease the money supply, decrease the amount that's lent out. Um, so, no, I don't think that he's going to keep printing money. I really hope that they don't keep printing money. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, classical theory where you need to just let the markets go and uh, they'll balance out themselves um, compared to uh, Keynesian. How do you say that? I don't know if that's the right pronunciation, but he's, uh, his theory is, um, I think it was like a few hundred years ago, he, he has the theory where the government should intervene when in times of recession, like they, I mean, obviously the gov I think, I think there's a right balance, but I think uh, we should lean more towards classical theory where yeah, the government shouldn't intervene. Right. Like, I feel like there should be minimum intervention. Um, obviously printing 40% of the money supply is, is not minimal. And uh, it's obviously you're seeing the effects now, which is what, what would back up my, my belief in, in classical theory. I mean, we certainly are noticing these effects. Yeah. I mean, stock market's just been going down and down. Oh my gosh, crazy, crazy. Which is a good opportunity to jump in. For sure, especially after I mean, all from what May or April twenty twenty to even even through even though through twenty twenty one, like technology stocks weren't like shooting, but spy just for a year and a half, it doubled yeah, from the insane. bottom. Insane. I mean, yeah, that's what happens, I guess. It was just like a super quick bear market and like the market reacted like so so hard to the to the coronavirus and it's still it's still reacting now, it's still influencing the market today, but it just it just took like a, a fat dip and it's just like why did this like all these companies just sold off and then tech tech really just carried it out cuz it's like okay, everyone's going online, let's switch to all these companies and tech was just set up for the perfect growth up. It's honestly the best sector for growth. It's like the easiest scalable it's, in my opinion, it's the most scalable um, sector there is, just because it's all software. As long as you can keep up with the demand, and they just they just blew up the economy. Apple and Microsoft have just been dominating mm. the two biggest tech companies, and Google as well. It's uh, it's crazy to see. And, uh, go ahead. Oh, guess and also like Facebook buying the Meta, like that was like to me. Whenever I go on Instagram, it says like powered by Meta now which is is crazy because it it almost feels like like we're transitioning into the metaverse slowly but surely i open that app and i see like powered by meta and i'm thinking oh wait facebook's meta oh wait facebook bought instagram oh wait is meta gonna take over the world now that's just right and you said just to clarify you said facebook bought meta they didn't or they, they bought instagram well, well, yeah, so they bought Instagram a few years like ago. 12 years ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. So they didn't buy Meta, but they... Did yeah, they just changed their so, name. Yeah, so they just changed their name for, like, branding purposes. Like, they're just... They're trying to switch away from their Facebook. They've been known as Facebook forever, and they're... they're I guess they're Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know what his thought is in the long run, but he's just trying to brand his... I feel like... Different thing. Like, like Square. You know how Square... I don't know if you're familiar. Square changed their name to Block. Jack Dorsey, mm -hmm. he stepped down from CEO at Twitter. Now, I mean, he's not... He's, I think he's just on the board of directors at, at, at Block now, too. But I guess he's he's trying to revamp. He's, he's still CEO. Is he? Okay, so. I feel like eventually, like, like Facebook being renamed Meta is not going to, like, fly. Because yeah. it's, like, it's all these other companies want to be a part of the Metaverse, but they're not going to follow Facebook. They're not going to join Facebook, be bought by Facebook to be in the Metaverse, you know? So I don't think it's going to fly in the long term. So I, I, I don't... I think Facebook, honestly, I think we're seeing the end of Facebook. 
Yeah, that, that sure. might be a big prediction, but like I think, especially I mean, with these new yeah. social media apps, it could definitely keep growing. But I mean, you saw they tried to create their own crypto wallet. It was, it was DM, yeah. and they were just getting slammed by the regulated every. I don't know why he thought he was going to be able to do it, but that Jeez. just that, that didn't work out at all. Yeah, I guess he didn't learn his lesson when he went to Congress, and they just attacked him for like an hour. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if anyone's seen that clip. <laughs> yeah. they, the YouTube, if you watch the full thing, they literally just pound him for an hour and he's just like i can't answer that and like he just dodges around all the questions it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> funny to watch actually but uh speak uh facebook buying instagram that, yeah. i mean like I, I just that's that's still just so crazy to me because you know like when that happened they bought it was a hundred billion dollars they they bought or yeah. or my, i don't know that might that sounds right but I don't probably know. i know really that, yeah. that is what uh that's I know that's what they went public at Facebook did. It, it was it was probably way less than that. But like at the time, Instagram was pretty new, and and when they did purchase it, everyone was like, "Oh, what is he doing?" It was, okay. It was it was like one billion dollars. Yeah, I don't know if hundred yeah. billion <laughs> is, is a lot. What, what, one billion is how much they bought uh, Instagram for. A hundred billion is what Facebook finally went public at, mm. um, which was before that, I think. But yeah, was, and then like it turned out to be one of the greatest and like uh, acquisitions ever. Thanks. I mean. You know, over. you know what, if you ask me, you know what the best acquisition of all time is? What's that? YouTube. YouTube? Google? Google YouTube? acquiring YouTube. Oh my Dang. goodness. Well, yeah. Coming back to the YouTube theme. YouTube is just, yeah. YouTube is yeah. really a great resource. I, I don't know if you read the Google report for Q4. Did they already drop? I'm pretty sure their their YouTube rem- revenue went up like over 40% or something insane. Keeps going. Which is insane for a company like Google to be growing. Obviously, it's just one part of their company that's growing that that much but YouTube has been around forever and the fact that they're growing that much still is long YouTube if they were if they were a stock yeah. <laughs> there's just just crazy statistic about Google it's nine of their platforms have like nine individual platforms owned by Google have over a billion users that is crazy yeah it's crazy to think about Jeez. Yeah. It's a lot of people on their website but obviously there's good and bad times, right? Like not all, not all stocks just go up and keep growing. That's There's, true. Like like I was saying with the interest rates, like Powell and everything, like our economy isn't strong right now. Like although like we just we bounced out of COVID as far as like the stock market levels. There's still a lot messed up with our economy, and it's important like to know like what what we need to do like as far as like the fluctuation of stock prices. Like you can't just get scared if a stock drops thirty. I mean. 30% a day is different, but like if, if it goes down 30% over like a few months and like nothing has changed about the company, then you don't need to freak out. Or even even the SPY, like even if you own SPY, it's been down 30% um, from its highs before and it just bounces back. It, it Over time, it'll keep going up. And that's where like, because you know, if, if you're investing in a bull market, you can get lucky. Uh, just, just throwing money in, like you can get lucky. But in a bear market, that's where you really have to, you know, you got those two important questions when you're investing is, What's your time horizon and how much risk? And you, you really got to know those going into a bear market because if you and if you get into a bear market and you realize, oh wait, I'm 60 years old, I want this money in a year from now, that's it's going to be too late. Right. Like we were saying about the Roth IRA, if you're 60 years old, you're nearing retirement. Don't have all your money in, in stocks. Mm-hmm. It's probably not the best decision. Maybe put it more towards ETFs, at least if not bonds or, or mutual, mutual funds. funds. Yeah, mutual funds is a good safe route too when you get older. So during a bear market, um, would it, is it a best idea to uh, like buy calls? Like, would you say, is, like, are we, is it a do bear markets fluctuate when the stock is down? Like, do you see jumps in stock prices throughout the bear market, or 
It varies or... I mean, a bear market is one of those things where, like, in hindsight, you're looking at a bear market and you're like, oh, this lasted from here to here. Like, I should have bought... If I mean, we're talking about options, If in case you guys are confused. Like, calls, puts. You're thinking like, oh, if I just bought a bunch of calls or bought a bunch of shares of whatever, like, that would have been perfect. At the bottom. Like, yeah, you yeah. just knew the, yeah, the you, last day. Of course, day. Uh, why would I not buy stuff there? Yeah. But but when you're in the bear market, you got to realize, like, like, fear everywhere. Like, in a true bear market... And you like trying to time something like that is just so risky that you just want you just want to sit tight, you know, assess, like look into those those core companies in your portfolio. Be like, is is everything still executing? Okay, I'm gonna keep buying this name, and then, I mean, if if you are into that sort of trading thing, maybe maybe once whatever sort of indicators or people you might follow, if there's if if you think there's a reversal happening, then. Then you can maybe tip your dip your toes in, but it's just, it's impossible at times. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To to answer your question, I don't think if if you're first of all, options are super risky, mm-hmm. and anyone listening to this shouldn't do options unless if they've spent extensive research and time practicing not putting any money in. Just to make that clear, don't hop into options if you barely know anything even about the stock market. You, you need to spend under- like months. Yeah. Learning. You need to understand how the stock market moves ups and da- up and down and what fluctuates. If you don't, if you didn't know what interest rates are. Don't don't go to options if you don't if you don't know like the how the money supply moves up and down just at least a general sense of it don't go to options it's really risky but but if if you're in a bear market and you're buying calls say you put two hundred dollars towards a call and you could lose all two hundred dollars of it compared to buying a stock just buying the company where you don't have an expiration you don't you're not ever gonna lose that share once you buy that share you're always gonna hold that share hmm. so so that's that's in my experience at least at least right now with this bear market going down i'm not playing many options i don't play many options anyways but i'm mainly buying shares that i think mm-hmm. are going to get back up because i think the company is going to succeed long term so honestly the best the best time to buy options if someone did their research and are experienced enough to get into options would be in a bear but sorry would be in a bull market when when you know the economy's pushing you know the economy's going well it's there we're easing we're not tightening there's mm-hmm. a tightening coming up which just makes this would like the interest rates i was saying about um, it just makes it even more risky to, to buy calls or buy buy puts. You brought up a good point where you're talking about how instead of buying $200 worth of calls, you buy $200 worth of the stock that's undervalued right now. And that's like kind of what I wanted to like talk about. Like what undervalued like what undervalued stocks do we see right now in the market? Like that are that are just undervalued. Like do you know of any just on top of your head that you can call out for the viewers? Well, I don't want to give any any advice, but yeah, we're not I financial mean, advisors. Yeah. I mean, I like I like certain companies, but yeah, I'm not going to tell anyone to go buy at. companies right now in the middle of a bear market. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could go, I just we bought could some go Uber. so much. We could go so much lower. I mean, uh, talking about the economy. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, they're this, just this, start. They yeah, haven't even is, started to yeah, raise. This rates. could last years. <laughs> so, like, it's still the bull market could last years. This bear market. This bear market. Since we're down twenty percent, it's technically considered bear market. And then, and then it the could Fed, last years. Yeah. It, of course, it could. It could last. There's bear markets that have lasted like yeah, 2008, 10, 15 years. Well, yeah, two thousand eight hasn't lasted that long. But it so was, it was I like, mean, a typical bear market is only. A few, I think it's like a nine few years. Months. I think it's like nine. Like months. way less than. Yeah, it's yeah. like a year. It's around a year. But like like with the with the COVID crash, I mean, you had like like a two month bear market, and people are saying like like I, I just just because there's so much money pouring into the stock market, like so many new people, like younger people. Just jumping in the stock market, people think that like bear markets are just going to keep getting shorter and shorter, and just it's going to be less of that like 
slow down and then slow up and just more like a just quick like like minus 50% quick minus 50% and then back up but obviously with something like um, something as large scale as uh, as like an economy issue like this you just you, you don't really want to be trying to time anything and yeah so just think- just to answer your question about like I don't know, I want, I want to give something to the viewers in case they're wondering the same thing. Right. Um, as far as like stocks, honestly, if you're thinking about buying stocks that are in the bear market, make sure that you believe in the company. Like that's the first thing. If you're if you're buying ETFs that are in the technology or the cloud center, just make sure that you think that's gonna last in the future. Don't buy things that you like have no idea about. Um, but me personally, with like um, COVID, I, I think personally the, the biggest wave of COVID is gone. I don't think we're gonna shut down again. I feel like most countries are, are done with that. And like, we're trying to get back into the world and what are people going to do once they feel more comfortable? They're going to start traveling. Um, mm-hmm. So me personally, I think travel is going to rebound really big. I mean, I know cruises are still down pretty bad. I'm not sure about I don't I don't I'm not sure about uh, um, airplane companies or whatnot. I don't follow them too much. But but me personally, I'm going to be investing in some travel companies, and and I have I have a favorite travel company, uh, Airbnb. I love that company. But okay. um, just make sure make sure you you whatever company you do buy in a bear market, make sure you believe in the long run. Do your own due diligence, guys. Do your own research. Make sure you understand the company before you put your money in there. Because you can lose what you put in. Of course. And and that's another thing with bear markets. I feel like a lot of people, you know, they see like, oh, stocks are down big. They see something that's like, it's down 50% in in like just a month. They're like, oh my gosh, this was $40 last month. Now it's 20. I should buy this. It's going to go back to 40. I mean, maybe, maybe not. You know, it's, it's no guaranteed thing. I mean, look at, I don't know, like... Like look at Exxon or yeah. obviously Exxon. Exxon's been Exxon. doing well. GE, GE's a G- GE yeah. used to be up towards a hundred dollars. I was I think I was talking yeah, with Danny totally about it at uh, a few, last week or something. And I was like, look, dude. He, so he, he brought up the question. He was like, um, he he brought up the question like if if a stock is like down a lot, should does that mean I should buy it? Like we were just talking about. And I was like, no, you shouldn't. And here's a rule that I like to follow. I didn't used to follow this, but I just learned if a stock or crypto or something is in a downtrend, then I, I usually don't like touching it until it, it finds um, a bounce, like a significant bounce. Which obviously, it's a lot more complex. You have to read the charts and read the environment, a lot a lot of stuff. But I don't like buying stocks if they're in a downtrend. And GE, it was up at $100. I think it was like five years ago. It was up there in the triple digits. It dropped down to like $40. It like... And it kept dropping and kept dropping. Now it's what is that like thirteen mm-hmm. something in the double digit low double digits right now. And so like what he was explaining, like should I teach should I teach them what you Please, taught yeah, me? Yeah. Say whatever you like. I'll teach them what they taught me. So basically, he was saying that don't buy anything just because it's on a downtrend. Because see, yeah, GE had such it it was on a downtrend for so long, but you could have thought that it was low when it was just on halfway through that downtrend, and you could have just bought. A, a low ton when it's halfway and then that's only halfway and it's just you're gonna lose a lot more money because it's only halfway towards the downtrend and so as time progresses you're just gonna lose more money and and unless or not unless but instead of waiting yeah, instead of waiting like like what he taught me is to wait it out wait for that bounce and then buy it at the end so you don't lose any money and, and actually, i mean just because the stock bounces up back 10% it doesn't mean it can't keep going but it's just a good safety measure where like if obviously you have a lot to incorporate like the economy and the, and the company and whatnot obviously there's a lot more than just the stock movement it's very very minimal um, but just because it goes up 10% doesn't mean it can't keep going you just have to understand the circumstances and whatnot mm-hmm. 
Of course, and I mean, I mean like like GE, Exxon, like companies like these. These were the these were like the biggest companies in in the entire stock market, right. like just like twenty years ago. You can't just base it off of things like that. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Did you have a question earlier? I think I cut you off before. Um, no, nah, no. Nah, before I, I was talking about. Trump. I have a. I don't have a question, but okay. uh, I was gonna talk about a little bit of crypto and uh, what what I'm seeing right now in the market. It's I'm seeing a trend in the market. Okay, what are you, what are you picking up? What are you picking up? I'm seeing uh, it's it's going up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And that's literally okay. all I've been seeing. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's, 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 that's what markets do. But it's, but it's doing hey, that. You heard it here first. Markets go up and down, <laughs> up and down. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's been doing that like more frequently. And it's been doing more dramatically. Like it's like it's been going to what? Like 3,800. And then it's been... Or no, not 38. It's been going to like 4,200, 4,300. Then dropping all the way down to like... Right now, it's at like 3,800. You're talking about Ethereum. I'm talking about Ethereum right now, but I feel like... Do you know the word? Majority of cryptos follow the general trend of Bitcoin is what I've been noticing. Do you know the word for like when a stock moves a lot? Volatility? Yeah, there you go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So we've been seeing an increased volatility with that. Beautiful explanation. Which is is great. That sums all it up right there. That's the theta. That's the theta in um, (laughs) in calls and puts. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> He's getting a little ahead of himself, and that goes into my trading strategy. But I, I don't know if we're ready to talk about that just yet. Just to jump in real quick, I mean, I mean, yeah, like obviously markets do move up and down, but like crypto, especially, it follows Bitcoin because I mean, Bitcoin's the staple crypto. It's the first crypto. It's the largest crypto. So you know, the, the like the bigger macro news related things or just natural market conditions that affect Bitcoin. When it goes down ten percent, most other cryptos are going to follow it and unfortunately bitcoin still reacts to the stock market and what the macro events that the stock market reacts to mm. so i mean if spy goes down 10 percent, bitcoin's probably going to end up going down 10 percent for the same reason mm. right do you guys think there's ever going to be like a a breakaway from bitcoin and eth like or in the other big crypto what do you mean a breakaway like where they stop following the same trends like once it's big enough like do you think that's going to get to that point, or do you think it's going to follow a general same trend? I think I think like assuming both Bitcoin and Ethereum are around for a while, I mean, and they stay like some of the largest cryptocurrencies, they're still going to look pretty similar. Mm. But you know, if if Ethereum ends up um, outpacing Bitcoin, growing significantly faster, then it might go 10x while Bitcoin 2x's. Mm. Or were you asking like, do you think the volatility is going to settle down? Is that no, no, the no. same answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. same yeah. answer. Like the patterns, like like the f- yeah. I think I think all cryptos the leading will, will mirror each other in some way. Like I feel like there, it's going to be rare where like Bitcoin is fl- is up thirty percent and Ethereum is down thirty percent. Like I don't ever see that happening just because mm. the correlation. Mm. There's not much unless, of course, you know, like they're like, oh, Ethereum. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, unless destroyed. they talk about yeah. Obviously, some crazy news comes the out. Mechanic like, kills yeah. Ethereum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's hope that never happens. Yeah. I, would be, I would be upset. I would be very upset <laughs> as well. Okay, well, let, let's just sum up some uh, things for just for people in a bear market to understand. Y'all can fill fill in okay. the points that I need necessary. Um, uh, when a bear market is happening, do not do not freak out. Like stock stock movements, they go down and they go up. When when you're when the stock you own or your ETF you own. Is up thirty percent. You shouldn't. You shouldn't change your emotion from when it's down thirty percent. This is a, this is a long game. Don't let emotion influence 
your money. Like just stay consistent over time, set up a strategy that you trust and you believe, whether it's just buying SPY, don't freak out if it goes up and don't freak out if it goes down. Um, and then also don't, you can't time the bottom. Um, if you think like, if you see these wet videos on TikTok or, or you see Twitter and they're like, oh, the bottom is here, like it bought SPY bottom that this, this mount, don't listen to them. It's, they could probably be wrong and they're just some stranger behind the screen. Um, so like we were talking about, make sure you try to try to catch it back on the uptrend. You want to add you, something? You just got to remember, nobody like nobody can time the market. If someone could time the market, for there me. would be a trillionaire out there <laughs> because it, it, would, it would be that easy for them. Yeah, right. I'm and the only one that could time the market. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have the superpower. No, I'm just kidding. I can't. And then also, this is just a personal rule I like to follow. Um, when markets are down, I really like to just save my money. Like I'm a lot more frugal when markets are down because I feel like... I, there's the, there's the saying like a dollar today is worth a lot more than a dollar ten years from now, mm-hmm. um, and especially when markets are down thirty percent, that even just exaggerates the statement even more. If you're buying the right things and you're buying like spy and like ETFs where where it's probably consistent, it's probably going to go back up um, over the long term. So I'll, I always like I always like to be very frugal and try to make as much money as I can to take advantage of the dips when they do happen, mm-hmm. and that's really how how you create wealth and yeah like in the future. Like grind during these dips because that's. That's what we're all doing. We're getting jobs and we're grinding during these dips to earn money to put into this, this, these stocks that are on sale and right. these cryptos that are on sale right now. Check out our last episode for some some nice side hustles and ways to make money. Of if, course, if you're looking for. And once you make that money, you're probably wondering where to invest it. Check out our first episode where we talk about Roth IRAs. <laughs> <laughs> and and like I'd say, just remember, like bear markets can last for years, and that's something that really like resonated with me. Oh, wait. am I speaking too close to the mic? I've, I don't want our our, uh, our listeners to get like <laughs> you don't want to make their nose bleed or anything. I'm trying to whisper in their ears. I'm trying to I'm trying to really get the message to them. No. It's gonna sound like they're going. You're going from one ear to the other. <laughs> you're no, good. Go ahead. But yeah, the bear market it, it's gonna last for years. That's something that really resonated with me. So don't make any emotional decisions. Like oh, it's so down right now. Like I'm gonna buy a lot of this right now. Don't do that. Like buy in chunks. Buy like buy in chunks. Like if I if I'm gonna invest a thousand dollars, I'm not gonna do it all at once because it could drop even further. So these guys have been teaching me how to buy a hundred dollars now. Then wait two weeks, buy another hundred dollars. Dollar cost average. Do- yeah, dollar cost average. That's what they call it. Dollar cost average. And so I've been doing that recently, and I it's been paying off. I dollar cost averaged all the way to twenty three hundred on ETH. Because of them, and I started buying it at twenty seven hundred, but I waited. I was patient, and a dollar cost average is all the way to twenty three hundred. Right? Did you want to add anything? Um, I think I think this was a pretty solid episode. Uh, it's easy to get scared in a bear market, and it's not easy, you know, holding in your emotions. But you'll get better at it. Keep at it, and soon you'll be a bear market professional. That's true. Mm-hmm. Just. Trust your money. Don't get emotional. That's really the biggest thing. Don't don't fall into the fear and the greed. Yep. Don't don't read the headline or see a stock price decline and sell everything. Yeah. I've I've done it before. I'm I'm guilty. I've done it when I first started, but I'm trying to learn. So and help people that not to make the same mistake that I did. Of course. Don't be scared of the bear. <laughs> the big bad bear. Don't the be scared. Bull gang will be back on top soon enough. We will be. We will be, and we will cover bull markets probably in a of future future episode, and 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 how to how to move through bull markets. Maybe we'll start talking about some options. Okay. Maybe maybe yeah. wait for that developed. In I our say I podcast. say sometime down the road we make a 
an episode Based just up, purely right. the dangers of options trading right. because that <laughs> the has, dangers that's yeah, a key word yeah like strictly dangerous because that has just been gamified to the max in in today's environment oh same with society. short i'll talk about short, i want to talk about short trading short term we'll save that for another episode <laughs> <laughs> i think this was a quality yeah this is quality no no that's what i'm saying like i'll talk about oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so make sure you follow us on uh twitter um i don't have the the tags that'll be in the show notes finance. yeah just check the comments um twitter tiktok youtube comment um like subscribe follow um, comment what you want us to do next because we really like whatever you guys want like whatever episode you guys want to make we will probably be more motivated to do that than just coming up. but if, if we see like one of you guys that are listening like oh I really want you to talk about this this company or, or this strategy or whatnot we will be happy to do it and because we want to make you guys happy and, and help you guys learn um, so yeah thanks for watching yep thanks this is uh, this is not financial advice we are not financial advisors make sure to always do your own research and do not buy anything that we discuss without doing your own research first. Mm -hmm. Peace. See you in the next one.